following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back. Happy Friday. You've made it through the week. And yes, we did get a Friday episode out this week. Kind of forgot last week, guys. Uh, welcome back to Fantasy Beasts. And we're going to find them the show where there's a hidden camera. Uh, <laughs> He's got to find it. <laughs> it's got an alarm. Guys, um, as you've heard one, maybe both, if you heard the chuckle, I am your host of the show, Mr. Kyle Ranney, joined this week again by uh, Mr. Jason Hull. How's it going? I found the camera. It's in the shower. Only on days that I'm with Y. And Mr. Gary Hall. How's it going? There's no spare change on this show. (laughs) (coughs) Guys, we said Gary wasn't going to come back a lot, but Gary had a topic he just couldn't refuse today. We are... For for the fact that I've said on last Wednesday we were going to start getting away from draft topics, we're we're talking about rookies again. uh, And we're going to talk about your Dynasty League rookie drafts. Uh, this past episode, Wednesday, I kind of ran down the top 24 on sleeper rankings. And, I mean, some of those people on that list are just wild. Like, how the hell does Brian Robinson come in at 24? Better yet, how do people use them as, as their first overall pick? Uh, I guess if I have one thing I want to say to start about. Because they don't watch tape like we do. But they do, supposedly. Um, I guess if there's one thing I really want to say about, like, rookies to start in rookie drafts if you have an eight hour cap please don't use all eight hours hours of your cap and then reset it and then use another eight hours and then and then get the whole 11 hours overnight and actually go over your 24 hour limit but now everybody in the league's mad about it although it happened twice um just make your pick or make trades i've been moving up and down the draft board in my draft We've got another one on Saturday. Our draft on Saturday might actually finish before our other draft does. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not joking about that. I don't that. know, though. We have one person in the league who might take the full eight hours to do their picks, too. Yeah, but I'll text him, and I will call him, and I'll tell him he sucks. But, guys, we're going to talk about the players who, for the most part, are going to be drafted outside of that uh, top 24. <laughs> we're talking about guys we liked. Uh, bring them up by name. Give everybody you know your thought process on all of it. Anybody got somebody they want to start with, I guess? I'll go. Okay, what do you got? Um, so I ended up, I kind of feel like in one of, in our other league, I kind of stole him where I got him. But I didn't like his f- tape originally just because um, it wasn't a Carson Strong guy. But I like Romeo Dubes um, just because where he landed. In Green Bay, they don't got too much. Rodgers doesn't have very many receivers there. They did draft the kid out of North Dakota State, I believe. Um, Christian, Christian Watson. Watts or Watson, and then Romeo Dubes, I think, in a, a couple rounds later. But other than that, he's got not many targets. So Dubes might be the second receiver there, and 
with a Rodgers pass-heavy offense, he's going to see a lot of targets. For preface here, Romeo Dubes is a guy who's still produced with a bad quarterback play out of Carson Strong, which we can finally say happily because we beat down Carson Strong all draft process. Oh, yeah. And everybody was still so high on him, and then he goes undrafted, yep. which made us feel really smart. Um, if only it would have happened last year with Trey Lance. I but know. nonetheless. The jury's still out on that. I mean, not for us, but. In terms of sleeper, Romeo Dubes is the 35th-ranked prospect. That's literally telling you he's the tail end of round three. Mm-hmm. You're you're very correct. It's what everybody thought Amari Rodgers was going to be last year. And I don't know if Amari Rodgers didn't get the playbook, if he's what he was at Clemson, which wasn't a great receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got him in round three, maybe late You round. got him mid-round three, I believe, in our league. But no, I agree with you, man. Um, I mean, the upside there, he's 6'2". He's pretty fast. He had 11 touchdowns last year. He had 80 catches for yeah. 1,100 yards. And he wasn't even the number one target there. Cole, Cole, Cole Turner, Turner would have been. Speaking of, Cole Turner. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Jason say if he's got anything to say about Romeo Dubes in a minute, but Cole Turner in this in this sleeper league mm-hmm. is not even in the top 75 rookies. Like, he no, is literally going to be somebody you can get as undrafted unless you want him with the last pick of the draft. I was reading his, uh, like... Th- stat or like his uh, uh what do you call it like his draft report report and he's fighting for the second tight end spot with uh behind um behind uh oh my god we like him too uh played for the bills yeah i'm blanking on his name kid from washington um but anyway um he, he's had some injury history logan thomas logan thomas yeah correct um had some injury history so could be a target there if logan thomas doesn't stay healthy and he's six foot seven, so six seven. He had a, late. he had an ass load of touchdowns at, at Nevada. Jason, anything to say about either of the Nevada targets? Um, no, not really, not them specifically. I'll tell you this much. Um, I do really like Cole Turner, especially because like, if you're listening to this and you don't have myself or Gary in either of your leagues, Cole Turner might be able to be your fifth round pick if you're not sold anybody else in there. Um, I personally, our friends TB Colonna in our in our dynasty league that we can't stand, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Did you see their comment to my draft or my trade earlier? I didn't see the comment. I just saw they, that they threw eye rays emojis oh, yeah, because yeah, they thought it was, it was collusion. Uh, I gave up a third round pick in 2024. Kenyon Drake. Did they comment on it or they they, just... they threw the eye rays emoji like, oh, what is this? A third round 2024. Kenyon Drake and Freddie Swaim. To pick up two fourth-round picks. And on, on paper, it looks like you lose the trade, but because it's, first of all, Freddie Swain isn't anything right now. Freddie, Freddie Swain, Swain got the third or the third spot last year mm-hmm. when uh, Dwayne Eskridge went down. And um, Kenyon Drake's on a one-year deal right now, yeah, I believe. He's got one year left, and he's at the back half of his career. Back half of his career. So uh, an old running back who hasn't really done much since he left Miami, and you lose a third-round pick two years from now. Big whoop. Which, honestly, my fourth-round picks I liked more than the third-round talent here. Right. I'm going to have the chance to go out and get the guy that most people are saying is going to replace Kareem Hunt and uh, Jerome Ford from Cincinnati. And Kyle Phillips out of UCLA, who's with Tennessee. He is currently their top slotted slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay, a team that's done very good with slot receivers in the past. Who, who blew up there a couple years ago? Adam Humphreys was the guy out of there, I believe. Or, Humphreys signed there and wasn't used. Humphreys was in Tampa. But, like, dude, Kyle Phillips, you don't have a, a receiver. You don't have a tight end. Right. Currently. 
currently. Because, um, I mean, Che Guano could end up being the tight end of the future there. You're probably going to need a year or two. He's going to be very similar to what Jenu Smith was. Yeah. But I can take a benefit in a flyer on those. Kyle Phillips is going to start. He's currently ranked as the third receiver on that depth chart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to get his reps. Um, but, I mean, outside of that, you already talked... Um, the first guy in the fir- in the third round, he ended up going way higher in our league, but Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of him. Uh, you got one. Actually, I talked about him on yesterday's show, but I, I think he's more of a third-round pick. John Mechie. Yeah. You took Mechie, right? I think I took him in the second. Cause, uh... Dude, he's he's not the best. I mean, you've already said you're not the biggest fan of his talent, but he's going right into a position to succeed. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a number one target. There's not much else there. Um, and uh, I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled on taking him, but the value that I was getting him at—that's why I was comfortable comfortable taking him in the second round. Speaking of value, you're getting him at, and a guy that you already have, Justin Ross. Yeah, I took him. Yeah, that's one of mine that I had was uh, Justin Ross out of Clemson. I know it's a little bit of a homer, but it's it's not even a homer situation. Like like Gary got him in the fourth. Pick 4-2, so the second pick in the fourth round. A guy who was undrafted, put on a team like Kansas City with a great quarterback. A guy who was undrafted because of a medical. Yeah. If that medical doesn't turn up as unhealthy and he gets drafted, we're talking about a second-round rookie prospect. Yeah, right. in in that system, too, that's in need of a wide receiver right now. With, I had the Bills Kyrie. taking him in multiple drafts in the second round. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's a situation like, yeah, it might not be a this-year thing. You're going to want to make sure you can stay healthy or make sure the next okay. But you've but, got Juju on a one year. I think you overpaid on MVS. I, I think right. Valdez Scantling's not going to stick around there. And I believe Hardman's on one year. Yeah, Hardman's on the one year. The future of that team is going to be Justin Ross and Sky Moore. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, this has nothing to really do with that, but it's just last year I took a bite on Travis Etienne. That's one of the running backs that I was sitting on my bench for a whole year because he was out with the, what was it, his Achilles? But, but the is thing is, you drafted Frank him at least before Lewis Frank. Yeah, before um, that. But it's still, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's better, okay to, in a dynasty, you, it's okay to take a bite on a player Liz, for a year. I know a Liz Frank can be That's what the, uh, upsetting because it could take burst, but he, he did it early enough in the offseason where you should get a fully healthy Travis Etienne. And even if they decide, hey, we're going to use him as a, as a multi-facet back, he doesn't have to carry the load. That's yeah, he's the, not carrying uh, the load. He's going to be making catches, screens out of the backfield, things like that. That's what the, uh, what do you call it, the... Uh, it's not the bench, but the I can't remember your your taxi squad. The taxi squad, yeah, I couldn't taxi think of squad, what you yeah. call it. But it's also good. It's also good to, the taxi squad. It's good to do that and find it. Like if you have those spots on your taxi squad, throw a player in there who might not play for. Did a season. you end up getting him, Jelani Woods? No, he went right before because I was gonna take him. I think over Dubes, and then he went. That makes sense. And he went right before uh, I could grab him. Jelani Woods is a guy here. Um, I'm going to skip over a couple. Like Tyrion Davis-Price, everyone's kind of jerking him off now, and I'm not very high on him. Uh, but like Jelani Woods, he might be a year or two down the line, but to be fair, every tight end you're going to see at this point in this draft is going to take that long. This is this is a year where if you're in a tight end-friendly league, our league, all yeah. three of my dynasty leagues, this is your year to get these late-round guys. We liked a lot of these tight ends on tape. They're going right. to take a year or two to develop. I think it was a very tight end for Dude, we're sitting here in the fourth round still, and Jeremy Rucker is still available. Yep. All three of us liked him. All three of them. We loved him. And you're not always going to have that Kyle Pitts guy who's going to be your number one tight end right away off and the And I think that was it. That's there was none of them this year. Rucker's the only tight end on the Jets roster who's going to be there longer than a year because they mm, own... They, they got Uz- oh no, I'm Ozuma, sorry, Ozuma for two. Two, but um, 
who else did they sign? He's only on a one-year Ty year Conklin. Deal. Ty Conklin's on a one-year who probably I don't think he'll play. I think he will. Ty Conklin was very good last year. I Ty think, Conklin was a sneaky play last year because he wasn't supposed to be the guy. I think Ruckert's going to get the two tight end spot because he can block. So can Conklin, though. That's the thing. Conklin's a very accomplished blocker. I think Ruckert this year reminds me of Tommy Sweeney. Mm-hmm. But I think instead of the Tommy Sweeney progression, Ruckert's going to take the Dawson Knox progression in here, too. Yeah. he. We talked about that a lot during the pre, pre-draft process. He reminded us of Dawson, not because of his skill set, but because he was at such a stacked school yeah. that he was never the main focal Two receivers, point. a good running back. Three. Jackson yeah. Smith and Jigba and yep. two guys who were drafted this year. Last year, I believe Ohio State had another good receiver out of that class. Like They're constantly pumping talent out of Ohio State. You've got a tight end there who's proven he's pretty good. And now you're going to go, oh, what can you do in the pros? Probably a lot, quite honestly. He ran a good 40. He can block happily. Um, speaking of tight ends that I like kind of in the later rounds, um, a guy to watch out for would be Kate Otten. Yeah, he's in Tampa, and that's this is a pick I'm going to talk about. Hint, hint, looking at you across the room. If you can get him in the fourth round and you're a Gronk owner in Dynasty, that's your best-case scenario. I mean, they yeah. got they got Gronk maybe not coming back. Kate Cameron Brait. Kate Otten was probably sliding the number two. And right, Cameron Brait, I believe, is on a one-year deal still. Cameron Brait's got one year left, yes. So... And I, I don't think they'll keep Cameron Brake because Cameron Brake hasn't really lived up to his hype. But, I mean, to be fair, when they signed him, they immediately went out and got Rob Gronkowski. So. Yeah, and I have and, the both of them. And they did lose so. O.J. Howard, so Kate Otten's kind of got... Shoot in. He's, yeah. he's going to shoot into being productive, hopefully. Uh, an interesting one here, and I hate talking about it, but just because, like, rookie running backs are a dime a dozen, and I hate saying that, but, like... This year's rookie rankings are so odd. Yeah. The fact that Jerome Ford is a fifth round ranking. I, I our draft. I I needed running backs, and I was only able to get one, just because of how the board fell. I was I felt like I was reaching for running backs if I was drafting because there's like, so many like receivers. Kyron Williams is up there. Hassan Haskin. I don't think any of those guys are going to get that much talent. But then yeah. you got like Keontae Ingram. I don't like Keontae Ingram. I don't have enough tape on him. But who the hell is trusting? James Conner to stay healthy. Right. I mean, I mean, also look at it from my point of view too. Like, do I, I could go with Dubes or Justin Ross and they'll reach on Pierre Strong who might never touch the field. The only reason I would have told you Pierre Strong works is because you do already have, I have Ramondi Stevenson, but they also have, is that kid out of Michigan? Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Gary. No, you're good. Well, um, I don't know what I was saying, but Pierre Strong, Probably, as I, I see Pierre Strong as, as he's going to be a return man. That's what I see him as. He was a good f- multifaceted he's, tool. And you know what? I, I he's going to be James White. I was about to say, you've said him many times. I think he is going to take James White's spot. Yeah. What you were saying, Hassan Haskins makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense in that if, offense. If you're already a Derrick Henry owner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hassan Haskins is Derrick Henry light. De- yeah, it really is. He's going to show up. Just he's going to be that. Not as bruising. Not as he bruising, can hit but... you in the mouth, but he's not as nasty. And he, as he doesn't Derek have is. that. You know how Derrick Henry hit? I don't even think Derrick Henry has the breakaway speed. Derrick Henry takes the long. He's stride. got the second gear. Right. Got, yeah. I, I don't want to call gear. it the, the breakaway because he never seems like he's that fast when he hits it. He's just got really long but, strides. Yeah, that's it. When he gets in open field, he's got. Maybe it's not the speed. Maybe it's the confidence. He knows he's free, and he just he doesn't he just look goes, back. Yeah. He's gone, mm-hmm. and not one person's bringing him down an open field. Uh, so. and it reminds me of Hassan Haskins. You're not. Going one-on-one with him, a safety's not bringing him down at open field. We're going to stay to the same team here because it's pick 31, and it's an absolute, sorry for my language, listeners, fucking steal. Malik Willis? 
Yeah. Um, if you're a Ryan Tannehill owner and you don't go and get him as insurance, you're an idiot. Yeah, it would not be a smart move. I mean, even if you're trying to get a quarterback because you need one, <laughs> that, that offense down in Tennessee is going to be changing a little bit with Tannehill towards the end of a contract, I believe, but he's also hasn't been producing at quarterback the way that you would think Tennessee would want him to. Granted, he's a great um, quarterback, don't get me wrong, because he's been producing in that offense for a while, but like he hasn't gotten past that like hump, you know what I'm saying? And, and no, you're completely correct, because like there's been time and time again where Tannehill's been the guy. Okay, here you go, man. Uh, prove what you can do. Crickets. And you definitely, compared to him from playing in Miami to Tennessee... Night and day. Night and he's day. 10 times better. Two different quarterbacks. But he just hasn't gotten past whatever that, like, thing that makes quarterbacks elite to where he's on, he's on the you edge You know right who there. he reminds me of? This might be a little bit older for you guys, being that I'm, I followed a little bit prior. He reminds me of Mark Bulger, the former Rams quarterback. Yeah, I yeah. know Mark Bulger. He's, he's, he's good. He puts the stats up. He's never good enough to be the top dog. Yeah. Mark Bulger was years and years from probably like 06 to like 08 was consistently ranked 6th to 10th in fantasy yeah. football. But he was never that top five guy. He was never the guy who took you the next step further. The Rams were always dog shit with Mark Bulger. Yeah. But like... That's how Fitzpatrick was for a while. Yes. Yes. But, I, I, would, I, would, I would say Tannehill's a better Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. right. Definitely a, better, definitely a better quarterback than Fitzpatrick, but... He just that's just also, one of those guys that stuck where he Derek is. I Derek Carr that way originally, but now I think Derek Carr's... Derek keep, Carr's about to take the next yeah. step. If you're in fantasy this year and you want... And you Jason, have him, yeah. Jason, you got him, don't yeah, you? Is he your number two? He's my number two, Son yeah. Son of a bitch. Joe <laughs> um, Burr. But that's it. Like, I, I truly... You don't have Burr. Oh, you you do. That's right. That's why I lost the um, Super Bowl. But I, I truthfully believe it, guys. I, like... That's one of my favorite situations to be in there. I, I really like, <laughs> I really like the Malik Willis pick. Uh, a guy who's being I, I will say this is a Bills fan. A guy who's being drafted a little bit too early here. Khalil Shakur. Yeah, was mostly in our home. No, homeless. not even that because in in sleeper he's projected as a top three pick in the third round. I like him. He's not producing this year. No, he's a year behind, or two down the line. Yes, great pick. He's going to sit behind Isaiah McKenzie. I think I'd be comfortable with him in the back half of the third, and I say that because once you're out of the back half of the third, and if you're drafting in the back half of the third, he have return potential. I think he's got a little of everything. Yeah. He, the only thing I might see him doing is if they're not confident with uh, Marquez Stevenson returning the ball, he might compete for that. I love that Desmond Ritter's still available in our league in the middle of the fourth round. I know. I'm not. I Someone's was, going to take him before that. I was that. thinking about taking No, no. He's it. literally available in the middle of our fourth round still. Oh, I thought you were talking in our well, draft on Saturday. I'm, I'm not drafting a quarterback. Also sure. If there's one that's in the waivers, I might take a flyer in the waivers. But um, I'll say this. He just went in our league, and I was actually hopeful he'd fall to me. Greg Dolchich out of Denver. Oh, somebody the drafted U- him? Somebody yeah, just picked? The U- well, not just picked. He went about two or three picks ago. But yeah. the UCLA tight end. The dude's a big body tight end. I know DTR is going to be a hot prospect next year, but he's not the most accurate quarterback, and he hasn't really set his play, his guys around him up for much success. He's more of that new age. <coughs> he's a better throwing Lamar Jackson. I'm going to say that out loud. I don't give a shit who's mad. I also are you talking about us? No, no, no. DTR Dorian oh, Thompson, Thompson Robinson. Robinson. I also like. I watched a lot of his film too. 
Their offensive scheme is very weird. They do a lot their of bubble screens. Their scheme is weird, and they have horrendous blocking. Right. So I'm like, not blaming he's a raw prospect. Just him. But Dolchich had a good a good season. Yeah. Um. I mean, like I said, body wise, he's six three, two forty five. He had a good year there. He's going to be the number. They say number three on the depth chart. They have him behind Eric Tomlinson. I don't know who the hell Eric Tomlinson is. He's not going to be number three. He's going to be the number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love Tyler Beatty. I don't. I don't love Vellis Jones. No, dude. So many people are buying into Vellis Jones. Going, he's the number one in Chicago. That's like being the worst person on the on the, or that's like being the best person on the worst team in the league. It's not good. Yeah, like, yeah. He's he's gonna be number one in Chicago for a year and a half. Congrats, you just drafted Alamide Zaccheus. It's like being the number one player on the Lions. Oh, no, because I'd still take him on or same. No, I definitely forward. would take. I don't think Chicago's turning it around very quickly. Is the problem? Like no. it's it's I a mean, it's a one year deal. It took Justin Fields as your uh, quarterback. I like Justin Fields. I don't trust everything they put around him. I, I like say, I Fields just, and Montgomery. He landed in a poor spot. Yes. I don't like Ohio State. Uh, I'll tell you this. Kelvin Austin. I know y'all aren't Steelers fans. Kelvin Austin reminds me of a smaller Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, definitely. And he's in Pittsburgh. They're just going to see some growing pain just because of a rookie quarterback. They are, but that's the thing. Is I don't think they're ready for that either as Pittsburgh fans. No. You and I talked about it. You... Made the comment with George Pickens, how he is literally the same player that Mapletron is yeah. that 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 you get out of Claypool. I think the reason they did that is they know they're going to risk losing these guys. Mm-hmm. So why not draft a a, a clone I, of Claypool? Claypool's got what two more years left? Claypool might only have one more year left. I think they're losing Claypool. That's why that's what I'm saying. That. I think they drafted. I don't think he Pick- stays in Pittsburgh. That's what I'm they saying. I think they drafted. Him. They drafted Pickens to replace Claypool. They're they're if they're gonna sign one of these receivers to top dollar, it's Deontay. Yeah, right. They're gonna let Claypool leave to keep Pickens, and then you're gonna go. What? Claypool was a second rounder. All of them were. Pitt no, I know an issue as well. I'm just saying. Yes. He's he's a big issue. Him and his TikTok shit. And he had the legal issue where there was the bar fight and stuff. But the, but then you go past that and you go, okay, well, how do we replace Juju? And they kind of did last year. You hate to say it, it's a Clemson product. Raider McLeod did not do bad filling in. No. But no, now what do you do? In that spot. What? You said he was great in that spot. And now what do you do? Ray Ray's in San Fran. Calvin Austin's your new slot. Yeah. Like that's 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 it. Like they've set themselves up for the future. Calvin Austin. Might be a very nice piece in a year or two in fantasy. Right now, maybe not. Uh, this is where we were talking about these weird running backs. I was telling people, um, Kenny Pickett's going to look a lot like how Mac Jones did last year. They're going to set him up with a lot of can, run game. Can I say worse? I mean, yeah. Kenny Pickett's going to look like Zach Wilson did last year. I, th- I thought that, that honestly, Mac Jones looked good because they built an offense very well around him. I think... Zach Wilson was put in a piss poor situation outside of one maybe receiver who ended up banged up. He had nothing there to help him. I, I just think that the run game is going to really Yeah, you're going to see a, a, well, a run heavy game. But that's it. They tried to do that with the Jets until they had Tevin Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> when they had Michael Carter running well, as you know, as right. a Carter owner. Yeah. They, and I think they're going to allow Zach Kenny Wilson to, look good. I think they're going to allow Kenny Pickett to use his legs because he's got some. It's going to be a lot of West Coast. So. I think it's going to be very West Coast for yeah. the first year, and I agree with you. I just, I, I, I almost just want to alleviate from Mac because I think Mac had a better year than Kenny's going to have. And it's I, not. A, I don't think it's going to be. He's going to put up uh, top numbers. I think he's going to look more like Mac Jones than 
if that makes sense. See, I, that's where I think he's going to look like Zach Wilson. Is I think he's going to have a couple errors where people are going to panic that he sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's not the case. It's a terrible setup there. Well, they don't just, have blockers. And I mean, I hate to say it, but in my opinion, it's just going to be the Pittsburgh media. They're, they're always been the winning Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody, everybody trashes the New York City media. The Philadelphia media. Nobody ever talks about the Pittsburgh media. Pittsburgh media is pretty bad as well. They're not going to yeah. be ready for that. Like, it's like a, Gary it's said, a lot growing of fans pains. too. The fan, like, as much as the Pittsburgh fans are diehard, they jump off the bandwagon very fast, very quick. So you're going to get that game where you're going to Kenny Pickett's the guy. He's going to be the guy. Everyone's going to be all over it. And I, I'm, I'm honestly, Mitch Trubisky's going to lose the job somewhere throughout there. I hate to say it. It'd be my opinion. I mean, be my opinion, but. He's going to lose the job, and then Kenny Pickett's going to start, and he's not going to have a great great game because you never throw your rookie quarterback in and they have an outstanding game. It just doesn't happen. I mean, it does. It's rare, It's just not. It's very rare for them to, like, just perform amazing. Like, it's between NFL and college. I mean, to the same boat. Somebody we all loved. Trevor Lawrence did Trevor Lawrence, not yeah. have a good rookie year. Did not have a good rookie year. Towards the end of the stretch of that season, he started you progressing. Start to, you started you start to those, get used to it. Yeah, get used to it. Get used to the style I mean, of play. To be fair, Urban Meyer was hot garbage. Yes, but at the well, same time, like, like I said, like I said on on the Wednesday show, the Kenny, I I discussed Kenny Pickett on the Wednesday show, and I said you're going to get more of Trevor Lawrence than you're going to get of Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Right. That was an anomaly, especially in a COVID season. You don't get those players often. You did. Those guys are studs out of nowhere. Like, how was Josh tough. Allen's rookie year? People we, shit on go, him. How was Patrick go? Mahomes' rookie year? I think we went didn't seven play. and nine. That didn't play. We didn't make the playoffs. We went seven and That's nine. It. I think we were actually so worse Josh than Allen's seven defense, and nine. Though, he had Zay Jones and Cheeseburger Eddie as receivers with Charles Clay at tight end. I mean, but, but the same thing. It's it's the same to to Trevor Lawrence's defense. Team. He yeah, had right. Marvin Jones and Marvin Jones. Yeah, right. He had an injured Lavisca Chenault. He lost DJ Chark halfway through the year. And he found somebody in Jamal Agnew who blew his Achilles out in a disgusting fashion. Yeah, like, his his number one target from college was out for the season. So I will tell you this. I shouldn't say number one target, but you know what I'm saying. His number one like guy there. I will tell you this. I think I'm more comfortable with Deontay Johnson having a better year fantasy wise this year <laughs> than he did last year with Ben. I think. Yeah. Pickett's gonna have a better timing rhythm down than Ben ever did. Yeah, Ben Ben does. Ben also likes to blame the receivers for the, bad routes and drop balls. We talked mistakes. Weird running backs and literally pick 43, 44, and forty five. I don't know these players. I'm not afraid to admit that as a as a, as a guy who looks at the draft. It happens, Isaiah Pachacho, Ty Chandler, and Snoop Connor. Snoop Connor. I feel like I've heard. We of tried him. watching. We film heard on about Ty Snoop Connor. Ty Chandler was who? We did There was no film. Was on that Ty USC? Chandler. North Carolina. That was a North Carolina kid. I see why Minnesota took him. And I think Minnesota took him to redshirt him for a year because Alex Madison has one more year left under contract. And you're not going to retain him with how well, well he's ran when he's healthy. <sighs> or well, well, how well he's ran while Delvin's not healthy. Danny Gray's high on this list. I didn't love Danny Gray. I don't think he's a player that I care that much about. We talked about Rucker being a fan. We already talked about Kyle Phillips. I really like the situation he fell yeah, into. Definitely. Dude, I like Jerome Ford. Our dude, um, Joe Joey Pizapia from the Fantasy Black Book. Mm-hmm. I saw him the other day. Uh, someone shared a post from one of his guys who writes this book about how Jerome Ford is going to be the player to take Kareem Hunt or Kareem Hunt's job. And everybody starts shredding it. Joe Pizapia goes, "Listen, I've worked with this guy for many years, and he's usually pretty dead on with all his spots. Don't don't discredit this." So like. 
that's it, man. I, I like what Jerome Ford has to offer. Sam Howell, if you've got a Carson Wentz in a dynasty, I wouldn't say if you've got like Carson Wentz in, in a redraft because probably nobody's drafting Carson Wentz in a redraft. Mm-hmm. I hope Sam Howell doesn't end up how like Ian maybe it's like a third string quarterback for a bye week. If you, I don't know, if Sam Howell goes down. No, I'm talking Carson Wentz. Yeah, but like in, quarterback goes in a down. In, but that's the thing. If you're taking him a redraft, you're probably not going to take Sam Howell to back up a third string. Yeah, I so. hope uh, Sam Howell doesn't end up how Ian Book did. I don't think he will, just because I think he's more athletic than Ian Book was. Uh, Daniel Bellinger's interesting. I don't think he was that good. It was a uh, San Diego State, I think. But they don't have a tight end. Actually, they do. That's something we never talk about on the show. Do you see who the Giants signed? No. Jordan Aiken, the former Texans tight end. Oh, really? Yeah, he he always had this high promise, and everyone's like, oh, it's, this is the year he's going to hit 700 yards and five touchdowns. And he never went over 500 yards. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, part of that you go, okay, well, Houston's Houston. But now really he's have a quarterback for a while, and that's it. Now he's now he's in the situation where you've got him in with the Giants. Dable loved using tight ends. Loved, yeah. We so. had four of them. Is is Jordan Aiken going to be a breakout this year? Like Bellinger might be the guy down the line, but like, is Jordan Aiken going to be your guy until Dawson or <laughs> Dawson Knox until Daniel Bellinger pops up? Uh, you talked about Kate Oten already. Jake Ferguson from Dallas. I think that's more of a an emergency clause. I don't think they yeah. plan on starting him, especially because unless Jerry gets cheap and doesn't pay um, Dalton Schultz because he's Which, still on the franchise tag. I mean, he, they might though because they gotta pay. Uh, they gotta pay Diggs soon. If they pay Diggs, they gotta. They're gonna have to pay all these guys. One of the other guys. Dallas, I mean, we talked Buffalo. I can see Dallas cutting Zeke. To be honest, yeah. I could see that happening. We talked Buffalo. I do really love me some Jailer Weidermeyer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're going to probably not keep Sweeney. That's it. I I think he beats Sweeney out. He was a former... He was was originally the third-ranked tight end in the class. Yeah. You're putting him in Buffalo a situation where they don't necessarily have... Yeah, they said Buffalo was on the phone immediately. Well, to be fair, you got an undrafted. You can sign him for two years. Dawson's contract expires. Um, What's his nuts? OJ Howard's contract expires. Why not? Like, if he shows he's progressing, you choose, like, like if Dawson Knox has another phenomenal year. Right, because he's going to want Let him walk. I hate saying that. Let him walk. If OJ Howard had a nice year in number two role, hey, man, we'll give you a two-year deal. Mm -hmm. Two-year deal, X amount of money, keep OJ Howard. We know he's athletic. He was a former first-round draft pick for that reason. He's a big dude. Keep O.J. Howard for two years, let Weidermeyer perform, and re-up Weidermeyer for cheap, and then let Weidermeyer go crazy. Dude, tight ends are tough to perform. Um, Yeah, definitely a tough position to find. But the Baltimore Ravens, we talked about that originally after the draft. They went out. They didn't get a receiver. They took Charlie Kohler, who's 6'7", out of uh, Iowa State, and then they followed up by Isaiah Likely, who's damn near close to receiver from Coastal. I love both those guys, too. uh, Isaiah Likely is freakish athletic. Kohler was that more prototypical. Kohler's more prototypical. I could see them pushing likely, though, is like, hey, man. You're a big body receiver. You want to be an outside receiver? Like, you run pretty fast. You ran like a 4-5. Probably like 240, 250. He, they might tell him you're cutting 20 pounds, which is not that hard to do, I guess. Um, pretty damn good guess. What? 235. 6'4", 235. So hey, they're going to say probably cut 10 to 15. You're going to be a receiver. 
Um, I mean, we already talked about the other tight end we really love in Cole Turner. I think the only other one I'd really want to discuss, and then I'll turn it over to you guys. I'm interested in Sincere McCormick out of the Meat Meeps. Yeah. Yeah. In Las Vegas. We like this tape. He's in Vegas. Dude, we already talked about Kenny Drake being cheeks. They're losing Vegas. Or they're losing Drake. They're going to Drake's old. You didn't pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth year. They have Zaquan... Or, um... Was it Zaquandre, right? Zaquandre, right? right? Yeah. White. So, like, he... Realistically, I think we liked him more than Zaquandre. They lost that one guy, too, that was backing up... um, They did sign Brandon Bolden. Yeah. Which, normally you go whip your shit, it's Brandon Bolden, but it's a Patriots offense with Brandon Bolden, so you gotta pay attention to that, Mm -hmm. but... Anybody else you guys have? No, we talked about most of the guys that I had on my list. So, uh, Gary? No, I'm pretty good. I think that'll do it then. Guys, uh, always a fun time as always. Next mm-hmm. week, uh, we're going to give Gary the week off. Jason, you and I can figure out what the hell we're actually going to talk about next week ahead of time and yeah, figure that one out. Um, shout out to the rest of the podcasts on our network here, Tiki Tribe Podcasts and uh, video content. Spread yeah, those wings, shake wing podcast. Uh, total talk over the taco review show that just dropped. Um, the returning all two goes there. Try to get one of those done this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll be really nice because I can let you guys just go to town. And I can just kick back and make sure it's recording, and then just chime in if I need to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but guys, I think that'll do it. Anything else you guys want to add? No, just thanks for listening. Thanks for watching all the stuff. Thanks for supporting us because we appreciate you. <laughs> Spare change. Spare change. I was going to add it in there, but I didn't. Jerry, anything else you got? Yeah, thanks for having me on again and for more draft stuff. I mean, stuff you're like always that. you're always welcome on, just whenever you're feeling up to it. And yeah. I was exhausted. I'm about to go to bed. Screw you, Nick Saban, for crying about Texas A&M. Uh, but, guys, thank you for everybody who listens, who supports our stuff. Shout out to Joe Lee. We've been shouting out him a whole bunch lately. He's, uh, he's as vital to this group as everybody else is who helps us out. Guys, if we'd listed everybody who helps this group, it, it would go on forever. I've got, I have 10 to 15 of you that I don't charge rent. <laughs> um, seriously, thank you guys. Shout out to our sponsors, uh, Jeanette at the Herapy Sessions Buffalo, Matt at Herd Dat Designs, Damien at the Platterbox in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and our dude Kyle at Chicken Dippin'. Kyle's always hooking it up. Kyle currently, as this episode goes live, is in San Diego at the San Diego Wing Fest. Oh, they have so, one? Oh, yeah. That's the only other Wing Fest in the country, and I'm stoked nice. for him right now. That's something we could do. Hell, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping next year we can travel there. Yeah, it'll be real awesome. But, guys, that'll do it until next time. You keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.